And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. This headline podcast is presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Breaking news from The Athletic. This is Stuart Mandel from The Athletic. The AP preseason top 25 came out on Monday. Alabama, number one, no surprise there. Oklahoma, which finished sixth last year, is number two. And then you go Clemson, three. Ohio State, four. Georgia five. I can't imagine you're surprised at who those five teams are. Any bit, any uh, surprise about the order? Not really. Um, maybe. Look, I, I feel like there's a lot of people, who, at least in this case, a lot of AP voters who are probably buying in on Alex Grinch and the defense, and they're certainly buying in on uh, Spencer Rattler. And uh, you know, because if you'd look at where he was a month into the season, coming off that Texas game, I'm not sure. People would have been as sold. Um, but again, Clemson lost. Terrific quarterback, terrific running back. And it wasn't like their, you know, their defense had some question marks. So I don't know. And then you look, it's it's interesting though. Like Ohio State has a lot of guys to replace. You know, we think it's going to be C.J. Stroud as we're t- taping this podcast. I don't know, about an hour ago, Ryan Day said he is getting more, more separation from the other quarterbacks. We know they have really good receivers. They have to replace a lot of guys on the defense, and the defense wasn't all that good last year. Yeah, I, I definitely have more questions about Ohio State than I do about um, Alabama, Oklahoma, Clemson. Granted, Alabama lost a ton, too, but at this point, you just— kind of expect them to reload um georgia every time i'm ready to believe in them something bad happens right they george pickens uh injury in the spring then they go and get eric gilbert from lsu okay you know he's he was a tight end coming into college they're going to play more at receiver now they've got their receiver and now kirby smart reveals uh this weekend that he's away from the team right now dealing with personal issues so you know, it's already everybody has like a I'll believe it when I see it with them. But I think I have a little more faith in Oklahoma. I do think that that's a very complete team. We did talk about uh, a couple weeks ago about is the hype getting a little bit ahead of itself with Spencer Rattler. But again, we've seen more of him than we've seen of the guys that are going to start a quarterback for Alabama, Ohio State, and even Clemson, though I have a lot of faith in DJ. Clemson is the team that I had way down at number five coming out of the spring but as it gets closer i mean if i i'm starting to think i'm totally wrong about that and in particular you remember in the spring we weren't yet sure for we it wasn't yet sure that justin ross would be cleared to return after missing all of last season he is now cleared there's pictures and highlights of him in spring and like i mean justin ross was the star of the national title game a few years ago all american caliber receiver and He's eligible now, or he's cleared to return now. And their defensive line is is absolutely loaded. Um, I don't know. I, I think I would definitely have them higher now than I did in the spring. I feel like you're already teasing and, your pick for Clemson, Georgia, and the 
big opening weekend? I'll pick Clemson. I'll admit that. Um, what I what I don't know is, am I ready to pull the trigger and say that's my national champion this year? So I think Stu, um, we're going to leave that part there. But I I think what is more interesting about who's number one really at this point, who's number six? That's the one I think I was more curious to see yeah. because, as you said, I think there was a cluster of five programs who've all had. A lot of consistent high-level success, right? Now, Georgia hasn't won a national title. Um, Oklahoma hasn't won a national title in a long time. Not as obviously as long as Georgia, but um, but they've, they've been playoff-caliber teams, and even though they most of them have some degree of, of quarterback questions, I would say Spencer Rattler's probably the, the most proven of the five teams' quarterbacks. But then after you get past that, so the AP has Texas A&M number, number six coming off a terrific season. They were number four in the country. They have big quarterback question marks. They have to replace a bunch of their offensive line. Now, Jimbo Fisher, um, if you look at this list, right, uh, it's, it's interesting in regard to the five teams we mentioned. Certainly Lincoln Riley and at OU is a proven quarterback guy. Uh, Ryan Day, I believe, is now a proven quarterback guy. The other ones, uh, Tony Elliott's done a really good job, but there's been, you know, I feel like Clemson, I would kind of take off the list. Alabama has proven it, although every year or every other year, it feels like there has been a new quarterback coach for Nick Saban. And also Georgia, um, still there's some TBD on that part of it as well. Jimbo has a strong reputation of this. Is Texas A&M a clear number six for you at this point? I don't know about clear, but I'm not surprised to see them there. And um, I'm not I'm not six, seven, eight. Texas A&M, Iowa State, Cincinnati is pretty much how I would have it. Um, what's interesting is like Cincinnati being eight after finishing eighth last year makes total sense with Desmond Ritter back, with most of that team back. Frankly, I was a little Chris Fanini, our Group of Five expert, with this stat kind of blew me away. Cincinnati at number eight is easily the highest for a preseason group of five team in the CFP era. Previous was Houston at number 15. Would you have, I would not have guessed that nobody, no group of five before this Cincinnati team had finished, had started higher than 15th. I would have thought for sure UCF. I would have uh, thought for yeah. sure Boise would have been higher than 15. Nope. It shows you that, uh, I think, in general, people are starting to respect the top group of five teams more than they used to. Everybody saw Cincinnati take uh, Georgia right down to the wire. Probably should have won that game, frankly, in the Peach Bowl. Um, so there's a lot of but that's even that's even there. weird to this degree. And this is not meant as a knock. I think people know both of us are pretty bullish on Cincinnati. I have been at least at least since last year. But Cincinnati. Um, because the last year, the way it was, they didn't have a chance to play non-conference opponents. Boise State, especially when Chris Peterson there, they were beating big, big-time programs. You would have thought that they would have gotten more of a boost to crack the top 12. And they were winning well, CCS Bowls. He's saying since 2014, since the oh, CFP sorry. era. I completely... Oh, there was a the year Boise State played Virginia Tech in the opener. I think they went into that game ranked third or fourth in okay. the country. So I don't really care about this stat that much since, too. Sorry. <laughs> well, it matters because... Well, thanks. Thanks. Chris Manini's really going to love hearing no, that. I, no. Uh, <laughs> Chris, if you're listening, you know I really like your work. This stat, 
I'm not going to get that worked up about because it's like it's not. I think it, it's not that long range. Is my point. But I think it's relevant because if you're talking about can a group of five team make the playoff? Yes, they don't do the first rankings till uh, early November, but we know the preseason rankings matter. That they're they're not oblivious to that, and so these teams. I mean, I, these teams have had trouble finishing higher than number eight. So if Cincinnati start is starting this high and has those games against Notre Dame and Indiana, like that to me is a pretty good sign that they could actually make the playoff. Here's what I think happens or needs to happen for them. I think Cincinnati needs. Three big things to happen. One, they need to run the table. That's obvious. In that context, they would have beaten the double of Indiana on the road, then they have a bye week, then they have Notre Dame. But so, Notre Dame starting number nine in the preseason poll, Indiana starting number 17. Okay, those are positives. Here's the, the key part of that, though. And then they would have, we think UCF will be really good. We think SMU will be pretty good. Those would also be in that. But the third part of that to me is the most critical, is is not the most critical, but is also pivotal, which is they can't afford to beat those teams. Then Indiana go seven and five and Notre Dame go nine and four or something. They need Notre Dame to be a, to go out and go either 11 and one or 10 and two. If Notre Dame does not win at least 10 games, sorry, there you like, it's unfortunate, but I think this is my read on the committee. And I, I don't think I'm wrong. They do not give the benefit of the doubt to group of five teams. And so not only do they need to win this game, they need those other two teams. You like if Notre Dame goes 11 and 1, great, that gives them a win. They it really is important though that Indiana can't fall back to what you Indiana used to be. Indiana at least needs to be a top 20 team. If Indiana goes 7 and 5, um I Think it's going to be really hard for them to crack the four at this point, even if they're even if they are uh, thirteen and zero. I just think they need the big help from Notre Dame and or Indiana. Thanks for joining our breaking news coverage. Go to the Athletics headline section for much more on this story, and to hear more, check out the Audible wherever you get podcasts, or ask your Google Assistant play news from the Athletic. You can also visit theathletic.com/headlinepod to save 33% on an annual subscription to The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.